4: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
5: What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, February 25th. Going into the weekend on a high note, everybody. Oh, yeah. Besides Oregon winning. Last night against UCLA and covering the spread, most importantly, as a three-point dog, won outright. Nice, nice dub for the Ducks, ending a cold streak for your boy. So that was was a nice win to head into the weekend. But the real win is yours truly will be back on Undisputed Monday morning, bright and early. Joined by, I believe, Greg Jennings and Rick Bucher for most of the week. Although, my guy LeVar Arrington will be making a cameo one of those days. Or maybe two. I don't know. I don't set the schedule. I just get the call from the bullpen. You know, post-football, the big dogs, the starters, they they need a rest. They go on vacation. And, you know, the staff obviously needs a vacation too. So, they were dark this week. And next week, I will be bringing the noise and the funk uh, on Undisputed. All week, unless, you know, I get sidelined because I say something out of pocket or I get in trouble. Hasn't happened yet, but uh should be fun. Love love hosting the show, obviously, and I don't know. It's tough to pick a favorite memory of hosting it. I will say the first time I did it, it you know, it was a crowded set. That was back when I think the first time Jamie Maggio uh, was the host. It was like Broussard, Parker, me, I think Ginny. It was like five people on there, and I was a guest for a couple segments And it was awesome. It felt great. The Undisputed audience is really like nothing I've experienced online in terms of TV shows. I've done every show at FS1. And Undisputed has the most rabid, crazy... I would say they skew negative, (laughs) the barbershop crowd from Undisputed. Let's just say they're not a huge fan when I am pro-Lakers. Obviously, because it's a lot of Laker hate, given the uh, takes from the guys on the show. And... Well, one guy on the show, I should say. <laughs> and um anytime I pump up the Lakers, and I'll be I'll be honest, like, yeah, we're we're heading into the post all star break. We saw the Mighty Grizzlies go down to the Timberwolves last night. We saw John Morant get hurt, although he did come back to the game. As I've mentioned before, Draymond Green's back. Listen to the podcast this week between Draymond Green's back, Chris Paul's hand, like Things are available for the Lakers to make a run, and we will get to this whole LeBron getting traded stuff. Which I got to say, our guest uh, Rick Kamla, uh, incredible argument for it. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think there's a chance that they trade LeBron, but I'll always listen to a compelling argument about it. At any rate, I'll just tell you right now, I will be pro Lakers. I think they got a shot, folks. I've said. Listen, I, you know I keep it a hundred, as they like to say with y'all. I've been steadfast in when the Lakers go into every playoff series this season. If AD and LeBron are healthy, they'll have two of the best three players on the court. And when those two have been healthy, they've been utterly dominant in the postseason. I don't expect that to be any different, but the key is, can AD remain healthy? So at any rate, very excited for Undisputed. All next week, uh, it will make... Things a little more challenging with this pod, but uh, we will still bring the noise and the funk daily. Now, uh, I do think, you know, there's some interesting stories uh, early Thursday that bubbled into late Thursday, but I'm kind of into this story. You You guys know my buddy Vic. I brought him over to Fox. He was at the big lead with me, big Chicago Bulls fan. He is sending me numerous texts about DeMar DeRozan and the MVP, and I'm like, listen, I like DeRozan. I mean, MVP's a bit much. But I like me some DeRozan. I've always liked that guy. I'll never forget my intro to DeMar DeRozan. I was, I think I told you guys, I was in a, a college basketball fantasy league, the height of my nerddom. One where you kept your own stats. If guys left early for the NBA, you lost them. If somebody stuck around for four years, you had an awesome team. And DeMar DeRozan obviously was a huge coup because he was one of the top recruits in the country coming out of Compton and landing at USC. And he had a great freshman year. Like, oh, my gosh, Jermozzi. And then leaves for the NBA. Like, oh, jeez, that stinks. But he was on a very good USC team. And I remember because I thought they had a chance to make a run in the NCAA tournament. And they had Vucicic on the team and Todd Gibson. And, you know, this team had some talent. And they pushed Michigan State real hard in the second round. Ended up losing, I think, by four or five. Michigan State ends up going to the championship and losing to one of the most loaded teams this century. I don't know if you guys remember this. Michigan State got smoked. I mean, absolutely beat down. I think they lost by 2025 to UNC, which had, no joke, I had to look this up, seven future NBA players on the roster. Seven. Tyler Hansborough, Wayne Ellington, Ty Lawson, Danny Green, Ed Davis. Ed Davis was... Pretty good for a minute. Lottery pick, I think. Larry Drew, who was a freshman, and Tyler Zeller, who was also a freshman. I'm uh, that UNC team was loaded. Anyways, they smoked Michigan State. USC almost beat Michigan State. And DeRozan, again, kid from Compton, ends up in the NBA, going to the Toronto Raptors. You're like, oh, okay, nice story. And then, of course, you kind of get forgotten in Toronto until he starts teaming with Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Shout out to Bad Boys. Great movie. And they kept getting pummeled in the postseason by LeBron. And I remember this because I had kind of just got to FS1. And it was the same. It was like the Groundhog Day scenario every year. Toronto's an awesome regular season team. DeRozan and Kyle Lowry leading the way. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas and OG Ananobi, and they they were great. And every year it was like, is this the year they take down LeBron? And LeBron would have like no fear. They would barely be trying in the regular season. And then the playoffs would come and LeBron would sweep them or gentlemen sweep, and it would never be a contest. And you just wondered how good DeRozan and Lowry were. You know, really good players, but could never really get over the hump and take down LeBron. I mean, again, like there's a lot of guys in the 90s who were blocked by Jordan. Just as Jordan was blocked in the 80s by Larry Bird. And the Pistons. It happens. That being said, it is pretty awesome right now to watch what DeRozan's doing. Folks, I don't know if you realize this because I know I don't know what our audience is like in Chicago. But DeRozan, after another monster game Thursday night, beat the Hawks with another clutch shot late. Nine games in a row with 35 or more points. He has literally put the team on his back with the injuries to Caruso, to Lonzo Ball. Zach Levine missed a bunch of games, but he returned last night. And DeRozan's just a scoring machine. And remember, this is not a guy who's a Steph Curry bombing away from three. He's not Steph or Dane. He is a mid-range champion. And he's utterly dominant, down by three late at home. And, you know, I know this is about DeRozan, and I'm going to bring it to LeBron and the Lakers in a second. If you've seen the highlights, you know the young kid out of Illinois, IU Donsumu. Remember, Illinois guard with the big hair. He was a terrific player, fell in the draft. Oh, he's not a young kid. Like, Have we seen him max out? IU has been awesome defensively. He shut down Trey Young. Trey Young 3 for 17 last night. And IU crossed him up badly. And then down the stretch had a great block on Trey Young that, Uh, in the final minute when Chicago was rallying, IU has been a great find by them. The Bulls are a great story. And, you know, you see DeRozan doing this. Nine straight games at 35 or more. Uh, I think the last guy to do this, I don't know if it was Jordan, but it might have been Jordan. At any rate. Or maybe it was the last guy to do in Chicago was Jordan. Um, And I I just, I really love seeing this story because I feel like it isn't being told as a redemption story, But Toronto was kind of done with him. He had options, okay, that was supposed to be the Lakers. Now, how good would it be the kid from Compton comes home, DeMar DeRozan? But all the narrative was, was he can't play with LeBron. He's a non-shooter. How can he play with LeBron? How's that going to work? And a lot of people bashed the move in Chicago. I was one of the few people pumping up the Bulls move. Go back and listen to our preview podcast. I believe the guest was Preston... Johnson and I said listen I like this Bulls team and I'll never forget because Preston brought this stat up he was like well if you look at the preseason numbers sorry to make fun of Preston's voice it's kind of the fact that he brought this up was hilarious but their preseason margin of victory was so absurdly good that it's like historic and the other teams that have murdered folks in the preseason have gone on to good things most people scoff at the NBA preseason who's trying who's playing minutes limits all that fun stuff And DeRozan and the Bulls have lived up to that preseason hike. Now, I didn't think they'd be first in the East with 20-something games left, but DeMar DeRozan has really been incredible. Like, it's easy to root for this guy. And, you know, uh, know, Lakers fans, you're not going to like this.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
2: I thought...
1: TireRack.com the way tire buying should be.
2: Zumo play.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: But DeRozan's dominance in Chicago, he's going to be first team all NBA. I don't know how you keep him off there. He's got to be on there over John Moran. He has to. And I just keep looking at, by the way, Curry and DeRozan would be the backcourt for those asking. I just keep wondering, is this driven by a little redemption for DeRozan? Well, nobody really wanted me. They scoffed at Chicago for overpaying me. LeBron could have had me. I wanted to go back to LA. LeBron could have had me. Oh, nobody wants me. Well, I'll show these pricks. It's, Similar to, and I'm sure there's a bunch of great athletes listening to this who were never picked near the end in, you know, recess pickup ball or whatever. But there were times, obviously, where I was not one of the first picks. (laughs) You should be laughing now, and it hurt. And it was like, are you are you bleeping kidding? I'm better than these bums. And you go out and you want to prove them. Like I'm gonna show you. I'll show you. And then you just bust their ass because you're trying harder and you're incentivized and motivated. Not unlike Tom Brady going in the sixth round, 199th, and blah, blah, blah. You guys know the drill by now. And I wonder if DeRozan's playing so well. When the Lakers' meetings between LeBron and Palenka get heated, depending on who you believe, because there's multiple reports out there that there's no beef whatsoever, and then there's other ones that they don't like each other and they're antagonistic toward one another right now, LeBron with the passive-aggressive stuff at the All-Star break. I just wonder if LeBron's like, how are you not going to upgrade the roster? Does Polinka have the big cojones enough to say, why did you pick Westbrook over DeRozan? And listen, I, earlier in the season, I was on this podcast saying I would have taken Buddy Heald over Westbrook. But as DeRozan continues to pump in these numbers, and there are going to be people out there who say, well, wait a sec, he's a shooting guard, and he wouldn't really fit with LeBron Can't have non-shooters out there. (laughs) What the hell is Russell Westbrook, guys? Is it really? I mean, DeRozan has turned into a nice little playmaker, man. This is a guy who, you know, was not doing a lot of point guard stuff in Toronto, but in San Antonio, where he was for three years, he became, you know, in the pop system, I think he averaged a career-high six assists, yes, in his first year in San Antonio, kind of changed who he was as a player. And it's nice to see that. He, the growing and morphing into a better uh, passer. I'm sorry, it was 6.9 assists per game. Not six, 6.9 assists per game last year. It was last year in San Antonio. And, you know, this goes back to the Iverson thing I've talked about, guys. He never, in the same way Westbrook, never really diversified his game. I'm going to outjump you. I'm going to cross you up and I'm going to out-athletic you because I'm uber-athletic at 24 years old. Iverson and Westbrook. What happens as you age into your 30s and the athleticism wanes and there's younger, faster, bigger, stronger athletes in the NBA? All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, what good is this guy? And it's nice to see DeRozan. Now, he hasn't totally added a three-point shot, which I thought was coming next, and he did shoot the three well in his final year in Toronto. I think 31%. He had a couple years over 30, but it was never really his game. But this is a guy who's pumping in 20, 25, 30, on the reg without the three-point game. But what does he do? He gets to the line. He's, for his career, 83% from the line. is just a winning player, you know? And I know it's like, is he great? Is he the MVP? Is he first-team All-NBA? It, there's something just just called a winning player. Um, not to bring it back to my pickup basketball exploits, but it's all about me on this podcast, obviously. I had played in a local league when I got to LA and the games were like right next to my house, which was great. And the first time I played in it, I go up early for the first game, you know, and I see some of these guys. I'm like, holy cow, where, where the hell did this guy play? And these teams are loaded. And, one of them ended up being the former Notre Dame quarterback I've talked about. We've become friends now. Uh, text him. We play pickup together. Blah blah blah. That guy was an animal. Um, totally, utterly dominant. And there was another guy who a little older. Right, he I think he's like 50, 51. and he I think he played wide receiver at like Brown University way back in the day. His daughter, I'm not gonna say his name because I don't. I didn't tell him I'm gonna talk about it. But his daughter plays like volleyball at Northwestern. He's not that tall. You know, he's like, my height, maybe he's six feet tall, flat. I'm like 5'10". He's like, maybe six feet. He's in great shape. And, but he obviously looks a little bit older. And anytime you play with him the first time, you're like, okay, this guy's a little older. I could take him to the hoop. I could post him up. And it is a rude awakening when you have to face this guy because he is relentless and he's the definition for me of a winning player. Makes all the good passes. He's a money shooter right in that mid-range elbow jumper, foul line, foul line extended. He's automatic. And he frustrates people because he's a really good athlete, like deceptively so, that you think you could post him up and you try a turnaround jumper and he's timed it and he's blocking it right back in your face. And I've seen people get so angry at him because they can't beat him on the block. And he's not fouling. He just plays smart, Back, He's just a winning player. If you see him at the gym, it's like, I I need Jeff on my, Jeff, come on. I I gotta get on your team. I don't want to go up against him. That's for sure. He's just a winning player. And I feel like that's kind of what DeRozan is. I I mean, every year, the Toronto Raptors are in the mix. Like he goes to San Antonio last year. San Antonio is a playoff team. He leaves San Antonio. where, Where are they now? I'm sorry, San Antonio was a playoff team the first year he was there. But they've since fallen off a massive cliff. I think they lost to Denver in 7 his first year there. Like where the hell are the, are the Spurs now? Like a 20-win team. Toronto lose um DeRozan, take a dip. They've since bounced back. But like this guy is just one he's a winning player and it's tough to quantify, but it's uh, and I'm not bashing him, I don't want to make this a Westbrook bash session, but when I think winning player, I don't think of Russell Westbrook. He doesn't cut without the basketball. I never see him set screens. He, to me, doesn't strike me as clutch because he can't shoot. And again, I know he's tireless and he's well-liked and his shoes sell and he's super popular among the young guys. I'm just telling you, I just wonder what kind of leverage LeBron has as DeRozan is a first-team All-NBA guy and the Lakers could have had him. I mean, what does that do to this LeBron stuff? Now, the LA Times had an article Thursday saying, essentially, could the Lakers trade LeBron? Uh, I think the exact wording was, should they trade LeBron? They're trying to start that. And we talked about it here on the pod with a couple guests. And I I just, any way you slice it, you just don't want to go down that road. It just doesn't make sense. You know what you're getting with LeBron if he's healthy. MVP caliber play. He's a leader in the locker room. And regardless if he's 35, 36, 37, the guy's delivering. LeBron, he's not going to win the MVP. He'll probably finish top five, maybe six. I think he's first team all NBA forward with Giannis. I, I just, I don't see how you could possibly trade him. And the idea of trading Anthony Davis... Okay, I I understand that. He's hurt all the time. I don't know. What are you getting for him? And I keep coming back to this, guys. Healthy AD, healthy LeBron, win the championship in the bubble. Healthy AD, healthy LeBron, lead the Suns 2-1 to and are winning in Game 4. When they're healthy, they're fine. Now, I know the record this year with those two is not great, but I think Lakers fans probably need to just move off that now. Just Let's just perish the thought about that and focused on what you can do and what you can control. I know that sounds kind of trite, but can we get Malik Monk more shots? Can we get Kendrick Nunn back on the court? Can we avoid the play-in? Now, the play-in against the Clippers would be fun. This Minnesota team is super cocky. I don't think they're very good, but they've got some guys. Anthony Davis could go for 40. Carl Anthony Towns can go. Could they be a problem? Maybe. Denver, are they getting Jamal Murray back? Like, I I don't think we need to fl- keep floating this LeBron trade So It just seems a little bit silly. I, I mean, it's fun to talk about, but in reality, it does seem a little crazy, trade LeBron. Now, I know we've talked about the schedule coming out of the All-Star break. It is absolutely friggin' brutal. You're looking at Lakers tonight. Um, uh, the second half begins for them tonight against the paperclips. Then it's the Zionless Pelicans, and I'm going to wrap up the pod talking about Zion in a sec. And then Tuesday's the Mavs. That's the game I think I'm going to. I hope I'm going to. I really like to. Um, but now with this undisputed development, kind of makes it tough. I'm I, honestly, I'm undisputed. You know, 4:30 call time. I'm trying to be in bed by like eight o'clock. You know, 4:30 a.m. That is. And I, I mean, I'm an early morning guy. I love waking up early and getting stuff done. Obviously, one of the problems is coming off a week where we're on vacation. And yes, I'm not recording this as normal from home. Hopefully the audio is the same. But I've been sleeping in way later than normal going to bed late. We're catching up on euphoria. We what other the shows? Oh, uh, we I, I buzzed through Bel Air with the sun I told you about. We are all caught up on Ozark like In vacation, you do some reading, you chill at the pool, but basically just downshift for a week, let your body recover from playing all those hoops and working out. and uh, It's just been like a great week, and then next week you dive right into Undisputed Early.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is...
4: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tyres. Tire Rack has tyres that will elevate your drive.
2: Zumo play
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: At any rate, I do want to wrap up with this Zion Williamson news. I don't know if you guys saw this, but according to damn it, I closed the I closed the file. But um it was no, here it is. According to a story in the Times Picayune Somebody by the name of Christian Clark reports Zion has detachment with the Pelicans and he doesn't trust David Griffin, who is the GM of the Pelicans. And not only is it Zion, but his camp, meaning his people around him, doesn't trust. Now, what's unclear in the camp is it it his agency? Is it his family? Is it his friends? Is his marketing team? Because as you know, Zion represented by CAA. Full disclosure, I'm represented by CAA. Zion witnessed the J.J. Clark stuff where they did him dirty and he blamed it on Griff. We all know what Griffin is behind the eight ball now. They're a total disaster. And he's trying to fix everything with the C.J. McCollum trade. That's a Hail Mary for David Griffin to save his job. If that was a little bit of a head scratcher like, huh? What's C.J. McCollum going to do? Griff needs to get to the playoffs and save his job. That's the only thing he cares about right now. Because I I, I would make the case, if they miss, it doesn't matter that you didn't have Zion all season. You still miss the playoffs. Your superstar doesn't like you. Thank you for your services. And you won't get to um, use any of those draft picks that you got in the Anthony Davis trade. He mishandled the Lonzo Ball thing, obviously. Currently, the Pels are 12th in the West, two games behind the 10th seed. Would be pretty fun if you got the Pels in the playoffs against the Lakers. I don't think Zion's going to be back. It's just, it's all around bad. And again, I just don't see why they can't cut the cord and move on. This is a star-driven league. How much do you guys think? Zion just saw the Ben Simmons thing unfold, where Ben Simmons had four years left on his contract. And said, you know what? I'm I'm not playing again. I'm just not. And he got his way. You got to give him some props. This is a player's league. If you're unhappy, get the hell out. Now, I know that sets up a bad precedent. Yes, I get it. Where you go to bad teams and the bad organizations and nobody wants to play there. Well, you know what? Build a good culture. I know it's easier said than done, but build a good culture. Plan for the superstar. Work tirelessly to build around him. Try to do the best you can and put the team in the best ex- position to keep the star. I mean, look at John Moran in Memphis. They're third in the West. Look at Luka Doncic. Dallas, fifth in the West. Already two playoff trips to Luka. Get young stars. Build around them. Get them to the playoffs. That I mean, it's not... Obviously, in theory, it's not that hard. Making the moves is a little more difficult, but sometimes you got overpaid. Look at, I mean, Chicago went from, I don't even remember the last time the Chicago Bulls were in the playoffs. Like, they add a couple vets. Uh, could Caruso be called a veteran? I don't know. DeRozan's certainly a veteran. I mean, they make the move to get Lonzo. They make the move to get Caruso. They make the move to get DeRozan. They made the move last year to get Zach Levine and Vujicic they're they're th- they're trying they're throwing Hail Marys yeah Bulls last playoff series win 2015 they beat the bucks they made it in 2017 but lost to the Celtics nothing in 18 19 20 or 21 so yeah you're under the gun to deliver and you're going to get them to the playoffs this year they're i mean they're, I don't know if they'll be the number 1 seed maybe they lose in the first or second round but you're in the playoffs and i just if I, if i'm the pelicans honestly it, you know, what do you do? Do you fire Griff, bring in a new guy who can try to mend the fences? Yeah, you could try that. Or do you seriously just say, you know what? The Zion ship has sailed. It's just not working out here. It, You know, we wish him luck elsewhere. Who are you giving us for Zion Williamson? And that's where it gets interesting. You start that bidding war. Ooh. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Ooh. I know you don't want to get, they don't want to give up on him. And that sounds crazy, but the longer you wait, the less you get, right? We, we would all agree on that. You sit around here for three, four years with Zion. Oh, we're going to get the greatest package ever. Let's get closer. Let's drive up his value. Uh, trust me, the bidding war for Zion begins this offseason, and you get, I mean, whatever you want. And by the way, this draft is not bad. I think there's some really, really nice players. And listen, is there an Evan Mobley who looks incredible and has the Cleveland Cavaliers top five seed in the East? I I don't know if there's Evan Mobley caliber, but even Okongwu in Atlanta. By the way, have you guys seen how good he's been? I know he had the injuries last year. It didn't play great. By all accounts, John Collins is on his way out of Atlanta. They had signed him to that lengthy deal and he's getting hurt. And Okongwu's like eventually going to be ready to take that role. And he's a better defensive player, and I'm just some of these guys take a couple years. When you get to the league at 19, 18, 19 years old, you're going to take a couple years. Everybody wants to write these guys off as bus. Jalen Green, Kate Cunningham, they're not that good. Just like relax, they're going to be fine. Not everybody comes into the league like Luca and Zion and John ja Morant. So I, I, listen, if I'm the Pels, I would I would start to pull the trigger. I, I would look for anything. Could, I mean, it sounds insane, but. You know what can you can you get Jalen Brown out of Boston? I I don't know. What what can you get? Like you don't need a bazillion draft picks. What you need is a couple players. You need some guys. Now does Jalen Brown work with Brandon Ingram? I don't know. I'm just saying. Like your aim should be: I want all stars, an all star and a pick in return. Uh, multiple all stars. I need guys. If I'm giving up on Zion Williamson, who again, if he gets healthy, can be. I don't know about historically great player, but he's got the chance for a massive, massive career. Or he stays overweight, keeps getting hurt, and trends toward bus territory, and you win the trade. I, it's going to get interesting with Zion. But anyways, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll see you bright and early, undisputed. What is it, 9.30 Eastern on the East Coast and 6.30 a.m. on the West Coast. Um, have a great weekend, everybody.
4: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it.
2: Zumo Play.